Hello and welcome to CHN Radio, episode 56. I am your wonderful host, Ray You can find me on Twitter at NUFC underscore Greg. And I am with a man that is now a Philadelphia 76ers fan, Elijah Newsom. That's just not true. Like, you just do this thing where you just make up random facts about me. And, like, they're just not true. I'm not a Philadelphia 76ers fan. I'm not a Philadelphia 76ers hater either. It's just... Greg Troxell today decided he wanted to send me a bunch of Philadelphia 76ers GIFs, and that's where we're at, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, yeah, with all, with that being said, uh, my name's Elijah, and I like basketball and soccer and football and football. You can follow me on Twitter. It's my name. So, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. Okay. Well, that's great. Um, so... We are on the way to 25 reviews, a.k.a. nobody has given us five-star reviews since we last had this talk. We did it at the end of the pod, so now we're doing it at the beginning. Please get us to 25 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That yeah, we're, we're just assuming people stop listening to the pod midway through, so that's why we're doing it at the beginning now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so please do that. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, our pinned tweet right now on um, CHN underscore radio is the site that hosts our podcast. And you, if you click that link, you can literally subscribe to wherever you listen. Um, so tell your friends about that. Retweet it. Like it. Help us out. All right. Mm. Let's get into some fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> Fun's not the word I'd use, but yeah. <laughs> the club accounts were just brought out today. And there's some I'll, – I'll go over some of the highlights. And then, Elijah, if you want to – start by diving deep into whatever direction you want to take this. Um, so some of the headlines. Uh, there's a 33 million pound loan that was paid back to Mike Ashley. Um, a $111 million long-term loan that is owed to Mike Ashley. Media income increased. Turnover increased 108%. Um, Lee Charnley's salary doubled to 300,000 uh, pounds. Um, there's no update on Rafa's future. There's some rumors. We'll get into that. There's no expectation of a club sale. They're going to try to sign younger players. No training ground investment. And apparently, which we'll, like I just said, we'll get into, but the budget for the next window could be up to 50 million pounds plus monies that were raked in for player sales. Elijah, go. Um, it's good that we're making profit. I wouldn't look too far into Lee Charlie making more money because he was underpaid the year before. Um, so congrats for him. Uh, he's making around the same amount of money most uh, most directors make, um, even the bad ones. So good, good for him, I guess. Uh, it's good that we're making profit. Um, I guess it's good that some of the loan is going away. Um, I guess the, the key thing to remember about the the amount we owe to Mike Ashley is that whatever that amount is, it's going to be included in the price tag for the club. So, yeah. uh, so like if that loan continues to get paid off, then Mike Ashley, in theory, his initial, his price tag for the club decreases a little bit. Um, so um, what does that mean for Newcastle right now or in the future? Um, honestly, right now it means nothing because there's no, actual clear evidence that we're going to be selling the club anytime soon doesn't really look like we're going to be um i guess the big highlight for me is lee lee charnley's uh comments on it basically saying that it's a good thing that we generated profit and we had a 10th place finish but don't expect us to spend any more money so yeah that's a- um there there's one quote that really bugged me and, and it's um, and I'll, I'll just actually read our well, our tweet from CHN underscore radio that 
um, said, I don't want to dissect every sentence on this, um, but I'd like to point out that Lee Charlie thinks 10 wins, 8 draws, 16 losses, and a minus 11 goal difference is a good season. And the quote is, in my experience, has a player turned around and said, I'm not signing for Newcastle because of your training facilities? No. Did it stop us getting promoted out of the championship? Did it stop us finishing 10th? Did it stop us having a good season this season? No. That was the quote directly from Lee Charnley. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, good season is still not being safe from relegation with four to play. Yeah, that's that's good. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. It's just like that's just that attitude is just counterproductive. Yeah, and I mean, and it's it's it just shows the lack of ambition by the club because it's like your goal shouldn't be like oh we can't we oh there aren't players turning us down your goal should be and th- to be fair like what he's saying is complete BS because like Newcastle are getting turned down by players and it is because of the lack of ambition within the club like people know what they're getting with when they're coming to newcastle um for the most part at least yeah it's Um, not a secret yeah especially if you're in english football like there's all this talk about uh signing um younger players and uh i mean we can get to this in a a little bit we were linked to about three or four kind of youngish uh players in the premier league but it's like if i'm a young player in the premier league why would i go to newcastle i'm eyeing lester i'm eyeing uh, I'm eyeing Wolves. I'm eyeing, eyeing clubs who are, you know, mid-table clubs that are on the come-up. Um, and they've made the investment in their academy. they made the investment in, uh, in, in their training facilities. And, like, what you invest in the training facility and the academy is a direct reflection of, like, how much you care and how much you're willing yeah. to invest in your own players. And so to, to say that, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't matter is just, just ignorant, to say the least. Yep, it's it's no good. It, it's just un, I mean, no one's going to be surprised by seeing this. It's just more of it's more of the same, but it's frustrating because once again, it doesn't seem like anything's going to change. Um, so there's that. Um, there are some reports. I mentioned this a fifty million pound gift to Rafa for next season. Uh, so some people are saying that he'll get a hundred mil over two seasons, which comes up literally comes out to 25 per window. Um, I guess and, that's more. If yeah. it's true, that's more than what we were looking for, but I, I don't know. I mean, I do want to point out that this same rumor came up earlier in the year as well. Um, maybe before last window. Um, before, sorry, before the summer window. Because I remember you saying the exact same thing. Because I remember posting it in the Slack like, hey, uh, there's this there's this thing going around that Roth has been promised 100 million over the next two years, and then you're like, that's 25 million pounds of transfer window. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. So this isn't a necessarily a. I wouldn't say it's a new, um, new, uh, rumor that's flying around. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know. I mean. I'm I'm personally getting like very close to ten out of ten panic mode. I think we need to start planning like singing his name for ninety minutes against Liverpool. Uh, I I I mean with his contract doesn't end till the end of June, June thirtieth. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm concerned now that we're four matches left and there's no commitment. So yeah, I'm I'm extremely concerned. And even even a quote from Rafa today, like they asked him about Matt Ritchie. And his future, and and Rafa said, "How can I talk about Matt Ritchie's future when I don't even know my own?" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is getting bad." Yeah, like that was an exact an exact quote from Rafa. So yeah, um, it's it's getting towards the panic mode. Yeah, I would I would say it's in the panic mode. I mean, um, I know we've mentioned this on the podcast. Well, I mean, yeah, like- it's definitely in panic mode. I meant like, uh, sorry, that was my fault. My fault. Uh, Ten out of ten. Like yeah, no sirens no, I, ringing, tornado sirens, all that. No, I mean I'll be honest, I wasn't that panicked before today. I was like, I think that they'll get something done. I thought they were just holding out for transfer guarantees, but it's just like the club has willingly showed that they lack any sort of. Ambition. They're not gonna, yeah, that they're just not gonna do more than what they've done. 
There's just nothing. Nothing is going to change on their end. They're going to continue to operate as normal. And they're content right? with being mediocre. Yeah, or less than because they're below mid table. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> I meant mediocre in like every sense. Like if you average everything out between like fan support. I mean, actually, if you average everything out, you probably get Newcastle below mediocre as well. Um, but yeah, that's something. Yeah. What else? What, uh, anything else you got? Uh, yeah. Uh, our sweet prince, Florian Lejeune, had a successful surgery in Italy. So hopefully the Italian magpies are taking care of him. Um, uh, still no word exactly when he's going to come back, but from like what other people have been saying, they're saying for the start of next season. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll share any updates as we get them. Um, but we hope he recovers as quickly, if not quicker, than his last knee injury. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> and our other sweet prince, Sean Longstaff, was spotted walking around the training grounds today. So, uh, oh, yeah. I mean, My sweet prince. He wasn't spotted running. He was walking. Just want to clarify that. Yeah. Um, but real yeah, quick. I, actually, I yeah, should say ahead. Longstaff is our sweet prince. Florian Lejeune is our... Shining knight. Our... Fr- yeah. French shiny night. I don't know. Yeah, we can go with that. Um, and then Elias Sorensen is our Danish prince. We got a lot of princes. So Game of Thrones. Yeah. Nice. Uh, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Shout out! Shout out to every NFL team uh, for trying to be culturally relevant. Re- well, relevant, relevant during uh, their schedule release. Uh, so shout out to them. That was something. Yeah. That's all I got for you on that. Um, <laughs> let's let's do a quick BS meter because okay. um, yesterday it kind of flew under the radar, but uh, a couple of new transfer links uh, popped up. Fun! And, and I, I did allude to them, um, but basically um, we've got we've got a, a couple players that have been added to the... Um, let's see if uh, we're going to actually sign these guys. Um, the first is uh, David Brooks. The winger from Bournemouth. Uh, we were initially linked to Ryan Frazier, um, and we still are. But we've now added David Brooks, who is—he's um, played 28 games, seven goals, five assists. It's—it's uh, it's been suggested that we have inquired about him. Um, he's got a contract till 2022. Uh, he's very young. Uh, I can't remember how old he is. I want to say he's like 21. Or something like that, somewhere in that age range. Uh, but he's English as well, so um, you're looking at a hefty price tag. What do you think about that? I am going to raise the BS meter to 150 million degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. Yeah. It. That's. That. I mean. That. I, that seems. If. If Rafa's getting 25 mil a window, he's not going to spend it on a. English winger from Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, no matter how good he's been. Which, yeah. To be fair, he's, he's not going there. He's got, he's had a decent season. Um, but, yeah. Rafa's going to La Liga, Argentina, or Italy. If yeah. he's, if he's going to get 25 mil per window. Yeah. Or Brazil. Eh, name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll just say South America. Brazil, dude. Brazil's a little shaky because I feel like any, any, player as of recent that comes out of Brazil, there's just like you got the initial transfer fee and then you got like the backloaded fees you have to pay to everyone else. And that just seems like a lot more work for Newcastle. Government tax. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Newcastle start actually looking at the MLS and scouting it carefully for South American talent that's an MLS just because it's like you have the access to the young promising talent, but you don't have to go through the nanny of dealing with South American clubs which are not always the best to deal with. Correct. Um, What's next? Uh, and then this is another one. we got Dwight McNeil, who is the, the latest to be linked to Newcastle. Um, he's a Burnley, wing, Burnley midfielder, central midfielder. Uh, he's 19 years old. Uh, he just actually re-upped his contract, and he's going to be uh, inked until 2023. Um, Newcastle are a part of a host of clubs that are interested in 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 uh, McNeil, 
Uh, Arsenal, Man City, and Everton have also uh, been scouting him. Uh, of course, this comes on the heels of Newcastle um, potentially losing Isaac Hayden, uh, Modiame, and possibly John Joe Shelby. Um, so, uh, what do you what do you think about this one? Um, I am going to say my BS meter on this is like pretty BSy. Pretty BSy. That's yeah. It's pretty BSy. It's like. Um, my description might might be well whatever like it's like you know you're you're going for the number two sit down on the toilet nothing comes out but you make some farts right mm-hmm. it's like it's there <laughs> i don't know you like, know I, I don't i don't really believe it but if it happens i'm not going to be surprised um i'd be surprised if it happens i, I mean if Newcastle are linked to anyone young in English, I'm just surprised if that happens because just the market's so absurd for uh, for young English players. Yeah, um, it's just it's it's just so inflated. Um, and I just I, yeah, I mean, you know, Burnley's gonna. I mean, they're not gonna let him go for much cheaper than. I mean, I mean, they're not gonna let him go for cheap. That's what I meant. To say. Especially since Burnley's <laughs> not a club that generates a ton of revenue. You have to remember Burnley is a club who the majority of their players are players that have been with them either through their academy or, you know, that they got when they were down in like like League One or, or something like that. Like they've been they've developed with the club essentially. Um they're yeah. not it's not like they are a promoted team like Wolves who have just completely overhauled the roster or Fulham. Um these are guys that like they have stuck through through and through. So if they're gonna sell someone who comes out of that academy or comes out of the club, it's gonna be for a pretty piece of change. Yeah. That's all. Oh. You got another one? Okay. I didn't I didn't know if you wanted to swing that to me or okay. Um so a couple days ago it was um Rafa Benitez's birthday. Um I don't really know how old he turned. And that's honestly not the important part of this. Um because I don't know, I just know he's Oh old. I just realized like I thought I thought you had a different another player after this, so that's why oh. I didn't. Oh no, I but said yeah, three anyway. people, but I'm pretty sure there's only two new names on that list. Okay. Um <laughs> But yeah. Oh, and in terms of my BS meter for that, uh, for that last one, McNeil, um, I'm going to say it's the fart that uh, the Sixers bench was uh, smelling. I don't know if if you saw that. Match. <laughs> yes, that I was wild. That. that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if if you if you're British or if you're American and you just did you missed it, just it's on Twitter. Just Sixers fart. That's a tweet. That's a search <laughs> that your wife's gonna love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. Uh. But yeah, so moving on to the next thing. Um, Rafa's Rafa 59, Nitas. by the way. Huh? He's Rafa 59. 50, 59. Jeez. He's, uh, he's getting up there in age. <laughs> I don't really know. Um, um, but anyway, uh, so Rafa turned 59, and we asked uh, on Twitter, on the Coming Home Newcastle account, if you're not following that one, it's at CHN. Oh, sorry, that's the wrong one. It's at Coming Home in UFC on the Twitters. Um, so uh, the question was, it's Rafa's birthday. Um, what would you get him for his birthday? And we got a few responses. So it'd be only right to, to read them out. Um, and some of them are good, and some of them are, you know, responses. Uh, so uh, probably the most common response has something to do with a new owner. So uh, we had my dog, uh, Brian, IMBWF, former writer for Coming Home Newcastle, I'm, I think. Uh, he said a new owner. Um, so that's cool. Uh, Phil who uh, Phil is number one American troll that follows us. We follow him. He said number 45, uh, of course, referring to Alexander Mitrovic. Um, I'll just take a hard pass on that. We don't need to talk about <laughs> that. Um, Zizom, which is FNA Film, said a, five, a new five-year contract in Solomon Rondon, which, you know, that's cool. Um, and then uh, this is a good one, actually. Uh, Shetty Shedderson. Two strikers, two wingbacks, and two central midfielders in a contract the length of his choosing, which is like actually the best answer so far. Um, <laughs> Justin is uh, at the best smart, or the best smart. Mike Ashley's checkbook, forgery lessons, and a top shelf lawyer who specializes in white collar crimes. So you got that. Um, Ryan said, and his name is at Ryan is in all of us, which that's weird. 
please change your Twitter name. Ryan, if you're listening to this, change your name. That I don't want to imagine you inside of me. That's weird. Uh, he said a new owner as well. Um, and then we got Italy Magpies at IT Magpies. Give them a follow for sure. They said Decore, which of course they're referring to. Um, what's his Abdoulay? I think that's his name. Abdoulay Decore, uh, French player. I think he's 25 or 26, central midfielder. Um, I think Modiame, but like competent in the midfield. <laughs> that would be my description of him. And then I said a Barbie Dreamhouse set. So, uh, yeah. And that was, uh, we asked a question on Twitter and people answered it. A new segment. <laughs> All right. Um, I was digging it until you read your comment. No. <laughs> uh, well, All right. Well, one. we are going to dive wonderfully headfirst into our preview against Southampton. But before we get there, we are going to give you a wonderful taste of this ad. And we are back now. Let's talk about Southampton. What do you think? Oh, I mean, I think we can talk about them. Yeah. I mean, I think we should. I think it's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Um, it's, part of, it's the podcast of Southampton preview, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, do the, we'll do the Premier League table first. If no one is caught up on that, we are 15th. Southampton are 16th. They have a game in hand on us, um, and we are two points ahead. So this is – Pretty crucial. Um, we are we're seven points clear from relegation. Southampton are five points clear. A win from either side, pretty much. I mean, I said this last week, but um, pretty much guarantees safety. Uh, and now I'm thinking, actually, just a Greg Greg take. I think Brighton's going to go down. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Brighton's schedule? <laughs> it's tough. Have you seen it? Like, do you know? No, I haven't seen it, but I I heard because um, I was li- I was listening to some post match stuff um, after the Cardiff main match, and people were like, they have a tough schedule. And I mean, I I was saying Cardiff had a tough schedule, but that it was a must. It was a six pointer that game. <laughs> so, I guess. yeah. Um, look. They're not gonna. They're not gonna make it. <laughs> uh, so their their schedule. I'm pulling it up right now. Um, hang on one second, just briefly. Please hold. Uh, well, you know, this is actually for those is, who are listening for the first time. This is the second time uh, this week we've had to just yeah. pull up stuff, and we just yeah. weren't we weren't really you know really slacking. Yeah, we um so. So they have Wolves, Spurs, us, Arsenal, and Man City. That's who they have left. Oof. And it, it's very possible they don't get a single point. Yeah, that's a tough – especially since all those people have stuff to play for. <laughs> like they're, <laughs> yeah, they're, it's the, not like you're getting like – it's not like you're getting um, someone who's kind of locked into their spot. Yeah. Uh, you're getting and, a bunch of teams and it's, it's at Wolves, it's at Spurs, they're home against us, then it's at Arsenal, and then home against Man City. I guess their only hope is really that Cardiff loses – like, Cardiff has to lose the rest of their matches. Right? Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just wanted to bring that up. That's pretty interesting. I'm I'm going to call it uh, – Brighton's going down. Um, yeah, so, so this is a – a pretty important match still. I, I wish it wasn't, but let's get into the last time we played them. Uh, it wasn't pretty. It was a 0-0 draw, but um, <laughs> Southampton had 22 shots to R6, and they had four shots on target to R0. Um, it was a master class by Dubrovka and Lascelles. Uh Yeah, that's that's pretty much... All we really want to talk about there. I think. I think most. I. I completely forgot we even. We've even played them. Like I know we've played them, but I. Even, I just wiped this one from my memory. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure. When was the? What was that date of that? Uh, I just clicked out of it. So it. It wasn't. It was kind of early on in the year. Yeah, because they. They had a. They, I'm pretty sure they didn't have their new manager then, right? Oh uh, yeah, probably not. Because they have. They have. Ralph Hasenhutel. Uh, yeah. As well. Now uh, he's 
not the same as uh, who they have before. Uh, Freaking, what's his face? Jeez, his name's the Italian guy. He's Italian. Or or what? Uh, who? I don't know. Mark Hughes. Anyway, Mark oh, Hughes is definitely oh, wow. not Italian. I'm thinking of <laughs> I was like uh, you're an Italian guy. It was okay. Oh, All right. Mind. I'm just go- let's just move on. Yeah. It's <laughs> let's just safe that way. All yeah. right. Um. So our line of predictions. I'll go over some injuries first. Uh, on Newcastle side, it's just uh, Longstaff and Lejeune. We know the we know they're both not playing. Everybody else seems to be available for selection. Uh, Jan Valeri came off injured against uh, their, with their, they won three to one over Wolves and Valeri came off injured. I'm not sure if he's going to play or not. Um, Obafemi and Lamina are both injured and out. They will not be playing. And Josh Sims was a pretty surprise starter against Wolves, so I think that gives rooms for like Oriol Romeu to play because he has he's rested. Uh, that's it. You're up. Oh, uh, so Newcastle. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they roll out the exact same lineup as last week. Um, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of expecting it. Um, what would be ambitious is to see Key alongside Shelby. Um, I think Key kind of alluded to the fact that the team feels they're safe, so they kind of want to play a little bit more aggressive. And he admits that they were kind of playing a little bit timid. Um. Which you could, I mean, you could say that timid going forward, um, and they want to play a little bit more aggressive, um, and so I, I could see them potentially rolling out a Shelby Key lineup. Um, Key's got the discipline to track back. He's usually asked to do that in his South Korean role, and he was at Swansea. So it's interesting that he hasn't been used alongside Shelby yet. So uh, it, that's something that could happen. But realistically, I still think that we're probably going to roll with Key and Hayden. It's a good partnership. Um, it look, it's starting to look a little bit better. I think both of them were a little bit more effective last match. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. Uh, back three is going to be largely the same. Cher, uh, Dummett, Lascelles, uh, Richie, uh, Minkio back there, um, Almiron, uh, Ayose Perez, and Solomon Rondon. Uh, so that, that's what Newcastle is going to roll with. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, – there's two things that I, I think are going to happen. I think Hayden retains his starting spot. He deserves it. Uh, and I think Shelby starts. And I think Yedlin starts. Okay. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked by any of that. Like, yeah. I, like you could switch out Minkio and Yedlin. I think they've both been okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like It's like, okay – um, but I mean, it, it'd be, see, I, I'm not completely sold on Shelby yet just because I don't know I don't know what it is. Like he hasn't played, he hasn't started. So I, I just curious to see why. And there has yeah. to be some reason why. And, uh, my other prediction is Antonio Barreca will be the only Newcastle player in history to have his only four minutes for the club be played at Wembley. Well, yeah, he did. De- <laughs> he's the only player who's debuted at Wembley too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is insane. Um, yes, it, it definitely is. Um, so players to look out for on the Southampton side. Who are yeah. you targeting? What's what's your thoughts there? Um, so out the back, uh, Vestergaard is uh, by far probably one of their better defenders. Could probably yeah. argue their best defender. Um, yeah. He's a solid center back. Kind of reminiscent of Cher. Can, is comfortable on the ball. Um, so that's just someone to, to key in on. Um and I think if you're going to, if you're going to press and 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 kind of retain possess, try to get possession from these guys, you're going to try to force Yoshida to make a mistake. Honestly, I think he's the weakest in terms of uh, being able to play with his feet. Um, James Ward-Prowse is always someone to look out for. Hoisberg as well, um, very good. But yeah. Nathan Redmond's probably the person you want to focus on the most. He just had a brace against Wolves, um, so he's you know feeling a little confident. Uh, so that should be someone to definitely pay attention to, someone who's going to uh, try to continue scoring a lot of goals. Assuming yeah, he starts. I, um, they, they run a three-back system as well, Southampton does. Yep. Um, but they use like actual midfielders, not wingbacks like we mm-hmm. do. So it's a little bit different. Um, they also put two up top. So uh, Rondon's going to have to really battle for aerial duels because Southampton are 
probably like if you go size by size, they're bigger. They're bigger than us, um, and their back three are good like us. So it's kind of pretty similar teams to be honest. Like they line up in a very they like approach games in a very similar way. Both both uh, squads do. So it'll be interesting. Um, Romeu, I pointed him out that he didn't play last week. I think he's something to watch in the middle of their midfield. So, uh, but yeah, you hit. I mean, Nathan Redman and Vestergaard are like out of. They're really good. So <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and then, now let's focus on what is it going to take for Newcastle United to win this match to get three points? What does Newcastle have to do? Um, I mean, I guess the first thing is they have to stick to their actual game plan. We have to figure out what we're going to do. Cause like you said, we're in a unique situation where both teams have kind of rolled with a five in the back. Um, and we haven't really seen what they want to do. So as a manager, um, I do know, uh, geez, I'm going to mess up his name and this is going to be Ew. embarrassing since I'm the guy who speaks to German on, on this podcast, but, uh, Hassan Hutel, that was actually pretty good. Uh, he came from, uh, RB Leipzig in terms of coaching. He was in that coaching tree before he came to Southampton. Um, so he's a guy that when he has the players to, and when he has the opposition to does like the press. So it's going to be incredibly important that like, Newcastle, one, keep the ball moving in order to avoid the press. And I'm expecting Newcastle to kind of sit back a little bit on this and allow the press to expose itself so you can get quick stuff on the counter with Almiro and Perez and and Rondon. So I think the counter is going to be extremely important and then keeping the ball moving um, if we're not on the counter in order to avoid the press and avoid making mistakes. Um, I assume that's what Southampton is going to roll out with um, because, like, like you said, They've been in a similar situation as Newcastle when they've been kind of like defending and playing to defend. But when they have opposition like Wolves, for example, where they can kind of be open and free, they have tended they have tended to press um, a bit. So we'll see. Yeah, um, yeah. For for Newcastle, it's just like they just got to play the way that they. I mean, that Rafa says. I mean, that's that's what it's going to come down to. Like you, you can't play their game. You're at home. Dictate dictate how you want this to go and. You'll get the three points because um, Rafa isn't wrong on tactics. We've come to we've come to find that out a few times that Rafa's yeah. right. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm with you. Um, going to next bit is our statistics. Now Southampton's on a little bit of a, a run now, and they're familiar with this because remember they were in relegation. They were in like the bottom. They were in twentieth pretty much all of last season and won yeah. and came out and like. Uh, one so they've won four out of their last six now, and they they also won at Leicester and Brighton. Um, they won at Palace. They won at Huddersfield. So they they have wins on the road, um, and they've also had a lot of zero zero draws. They've had four of them, and obviously our first match against them is one of those four. Uh, so this is a team that can literally go toe to toe with you and you could get nothing about it, but they're completely happy with that. I think both sides happy with the draw, uh, but five thirty eight put some things together and they said, what's going to happen this match? Well, they say Newcastle United has a 40% chance to win a 29% chance to draw and a 31% chance to lose this match. So five thirty eight saying Newcastle three points. That is the best chance. Thoughts on that? I mean, I don't hate it. Do you it. agree? Yeah, I mean, the team plays well when they're confident. Do you think we're, we're favored? I would say Southampton doesn't scare me. I would yeah, be, yeah. I'd be shocked if we lost. Like, flat out got dominated, I'd, I'd be kind of shocked. Because I just oh, don't yeah, yeah. think, even if we sat deep, I don't think Southampton has the quality to, like, break us down and score. You know? Like, offensively... I guess Bertrand Bertrand's a, a, a threat offensively and we already like we we've talked we touched on it, but I mean they don't have it's not like we're playing Liverpool or Man City or um even some of the guys on paper that you see with Wolves. I think that like Newcastle has a legitimate chance to probably draw honestly they should win this match. Um, yeah. in my opinion. But it's just my All opinion. All right, so let let's go into predictions. What what does your opinion say? Um I'm gonna go two nil win um, Whoa, let's go um and partially and i don't want to do this but something tells me like because i've been quiet about this and 
you can roll oh, the tape back. Oh, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Almiron debut goal. It's happening. <laughs> and this is why. This is why. Because Roberto Rojas is going to be there wearing a signed Almiron jersey. Like, it's just the fates are going to align. It's just like, it's like, I don't know. It's just, if, you, I don't know. It's just, it it's going to make sense and it's going to work out. It's because Roberto is going to be there. Like, I, honestly, like, that's what it took. That, that's what it took. It's Roberto yeah. had to show up in person. I if it does happen, then we need to start a GoFundMe to get a Paraguayan to every Newcastle match. Or, I mean, we could do that and then just take the money for ourselves and just go ourselves. Or two specific Americans. Yes. I think I like that idea. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll start the GoFundMe tonight, actually. So if you want to <laughs> donate to the GoFundMe to send uh, two Americans who will be chosen at random by Greg and I, um, whose names start with a G or E and live in either Tallahassee, Atlanta, or Las Vegas. And yeah, we'll just make a bunch of qualifiers that basically make it so that's us. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I think cool it's going to be two, no one. All right. So I actually, I forgot one stat. And okay. so I'm going to say, cause it is important. Newcastle are undefeated, undefeated in 11 of their last 12 home matches against Southampton. Huh? My prediction is they will continue that streak, but they will not win. 2-2 draw. Bring it. I think both teams get a point. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, not, I guess. Not, not, not exciting. <laughs> I know no one's uh, you know, jumping for joy for that, but everyone would everybody Actually, that both would sides would be completely match, fine. 2-2 draw is exciting. Draw. Yeah, and everybody would be okay with it too. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's get into some questions. Do you have anything else on this match? Uh, no, I'm excited for okay. it. And honestly, if you're going there, have fun, uh, Roberto. If you're listening to this, uh, have fun. Yeah, we Drink will some beer. do your questions right after this. All right, let's uh, let's do let's do this. Okay. What an ad. That's all I said. <laughs> what an ad. Um, so we have three questions for you. Uh, the first one from IMBWF or IMBWF <laughs> says, <laughs> okay. based on what he brings and doesn't bring to the squad, is it better for Yedlin to come off the bench? And in what situation is he most valuable? Do you want to go first or would you like me to? Um, I think it's more... I'll go first. I feel like Yedlin's woes have been defensively. So I don't know if bringing him on as a sub late in the game is going to... It, I don't know. I feel like it's more beneficial to have him be useful in the attack going forward and then sub on a more sure defender. Because the hope is that if you're subbing on a right back, that you're winning. Like... That's the hope is that you sub on a right back when you're winning. Um, so that's why I would say I would I would rather him start and play limited minutes than him come off the bench. Okay, we have a similar answer but a different philosophy. Okay. Um, so I think I would put Yedlin in in that situation because or or let's actually let's do this. I would put Yedlin in a situation when we are up and needing to defend. Because in this situation, we're probably bunkered back, so Yedlin's defensive mistakes aren't going to be as apparent because he's not rushing back to defend. We're already mm. bunkered in, uh, which he's he's been fine on all year. Nobody's had mistakes on that. It's when he is too far called out and then has to come back and get his mistake. Because if you're 1-0 up and you have a player like Yedlin on, on the counter, he can create something for it still. So you're bunkered in, you're, you're limiting his defensive liabilities, but yet he can still get you something. Um, so I would, I think that's where he can be most valuable. And I do think, I mean, yeah, if, if we had, I mean, who's a really good right back in the Prem? Like, that's realistic. Uh, um, Daryl Yanma. If we had him. <laughs> and yeah. um, Interesting. And, and, like, Yedlin was... Coming off the bench, yeah, I mean, that, that would probably be better for us. 
um, if we had a if we had a better player. But yeah, or, if it's wait, Van Keel or Yedlin, then yeah, let's start Yedlin, not Van Keel. Tottenham fans were mad at Trippier, so we can pick him up for for him. Yeah, Keep I, hands. I'd be I'd be in for it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, imagine I think, being mad at your your right back who's you know England national. That's yeah, that, that must be must nice. Be nice. <laughs> um, what's funny is, do you do you remember Liam Gibson? Yeah, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Because I bet you he would be playing a lot of minutes this year. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, not Liam. Am I saying it right? Who is it? Liam Gibson's already on our. He's yeah. already in our youth system. Um, Everton guy. What's his name? Everton guy. Um, oh my gosh! Why am I forgetting his name? That's a. It's Gibson though. Are you Kieran Gibson? No. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up too. <laughs> All right. Well, Greg looks up Everton guy. Um, I also just want to Lewis, Lewis, Lewis Gibson. Okay, Lewis Gibson. He was on Newcastle's um, farm or U system last year, and he left the club because he didn't see really anything happening. And Everton started; they just won the youth Premier League, by the way. But he he still hasn't gotten a, a start at all at Everton. Surprise, surprise! But I guarantee, you if he stayed this year, like he said, he would rather not do. Uh, he probably would have played a solid, I don't know, like 13, 14 games um, in the Premier League, but he decided to leave. So he gets he gets played at center back and right back. He's very, like, very, 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 very good. And he's like England U18 set up and everything, U23 side for Everton. So, yeah, so fun fact for him. But let's, yeah. let's go on. Of course. Uh, Toon Army Las Vegas. Have you heard of them? Uh, the Sin City Magpies. Yeah. Uh, which NUFC player takes his horse to the Old Town Road? Well, that's a that's a good question. Um, oof. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And if you don't know honest. the song Old Town Road, just look it up. Yeah, you just. I'm not yeah. even going to comment anything else. <laughs> yeah, just look it up. Uh, I honestly probably Yedlin. I think Yedlin's oh, the like. Oh, that's a good one. Like he just he has a swag. Um, he's also American. Um, he's also black, which the the song is like unapolog- unapologetically black, and in and in, in infiltrates and... A, what? Oh, go on. And in, infiltrates a majority white genre of music, um, with just some of the lyrics. So I think that like by that logic. Um, it's obviously also written by a black guy, uh, but by that logic, you I feel like Yedlin's the guy, um, especially because I can just imagine Yedlin on a horse wearing a cowboy hat, <laughs> but he's also wearing like skinny jeans because it's DeAndre Yedlin. So I don't know. That that's my pick. You know who takes his horse down an who? old town road? Who? Hasselu. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes, we haven't we haven't mentioned Real Madrid's Hasselu in a while. <laughs> I ran a poll. I was like, someone put like Newcastle's like, what are Newcastle's like? Someone made a poll about Newcastle's greatest something somethings, and I put like, all right, who is Newcastle's greatest ever striker? Hasselu, Hasselu, Hasselu off the bench, Hasselu, yeah. and Hasselu off the bench won because that's like the least of the the, the lesser of the four evils is Hasselu off the bench. Um, but yeah, people, I, had to, I started, I've been, I've been trolling people with Hasselu stuff. And uh, they're not liking it too much, not going to lie. I'm loving it. And the last question that we have from the official questionnaire of CHN Radio, Trevor Mooney, he says, Would you rather bake in 100 degree Fahrenheit in a field in South Georgia for a day or endure a day in the bitter winter of the, at the South Pole? Uh, it's 100 degrees in, in South Georgia. All day long. Is it because like um oh I guess the relation here is Southampton, South yes, Pole, South Georgia. South, okay. yeah, South is right. the pun. Okay. That's 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 cute. Um it's yeah, like I am I'm admittedly soft when it comes to cold weather and I would never prefer to be in cold weather. Even like I would rather like never feel anything colder than sixty five degrees in my life. 
if, if I had the choice. I, I think that because I think you'd go South Georgia here just because you know their civilization as well. Mm, so it's that's like, another that's another I mean, very interesting point that you bring. I'm up. assuming that once the sun goes down, you're good, and like once the sun goes down, then you just go in air conditioning. Which you know, like in South Georgia, you better have air conditioning or you're gonna die. Um, and you have access to water and ice water. Like, like you would actually die if you couldn't drink like ice water and stuff. Um, but like, if you're on the South Pole, there's not a lot of civilization there, um, and it's not and it's not warm anywhere. Like even yeah. where it is, even when you're inside, it's cold. So um, yeah, for that reason, I'm gonna go South Georgia. You're gonna go for it. Uh, me too. We've also well, both probably spent a day in South Georgia, so it's like we've done this. Yeah, I've spent a day in South Georgia at least, and you know, there's other things. There's I would spend it doing other things sometimes, depending on where you are. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> All right, I have um, a question for you. Actually, okay, uh, what's more likely, uh, Kennedy makes an appearance or Diami makes a start before the end of the season? Kennedy makes an appearance. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> there, there we are. Yeah, what about you? Do you, do you? do you agree or? I mean, I think I agree. Okay. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm just no one the, knows. the whole. I'm still mad about the Lee Charlie thing. Yeah, I'm just I mean, so mad. Just yeah, I don't just know. Like, what else? If you're gonna if you're gonna approach things like that, you might as well solve the club. Like you actually should because it's just like just so ignorant to believe he's, that like he's just like the puppet though he's the microphone for Mike Ashley it's yeah like, I I know he doesn't believe that in his heart but it's just yeah. like that's like that's the mentality of the people running the club and not just Mike Ashley let's not forget there's a whole board that like that signs off on the things Mike Ashley does and like doesn't scold him for it um, because that is what boards are supposed to do in dairy is like keep people in check. So, I mean, the board's not doing their job. However, I mean, regardless of, like, how hard or easy that is to do, um, they're not doing their job as well. Or or they have that same way of thinking as well. Um, yeah. But, yeah, just, like, I don't know. You're dumb if you don't think facilities are something you should invest in. <laughs> invest in. And that, oh, my gosh. I, I'm sorry. That just actually just is literally giving me a headache thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's one. At least they can think they. At least they can find solace in the fact that every MLS club has better facilities than Newcastle United. Every single one of them. That's. Yeah. Um. So on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening to episode 56 of CHN Radio. Um, let's let's get three points, guys. I think this is something. It can happen. Don't always listen to my predictions. Um, listen to Elijah's. Um, we will be back with you next week to talk about three points over Southampton and eventual safety in the Premier League. But until then, enjoy the beautiful tunes of Blade Races and Away the Lads.
get to paradise There was Bonnie Gamby Goon There was four and twenty on the bus Man who the danced and soon They called on me to sing a song And I sang the Paddy Fagan I danced a jig and swung me twig The day I went to bleeding The blade and tune, the bellman he was carrying there, they called him Jackie Broom. I saw him taking to some chips, and then he was persuading to Gamsey Jordy Ridley showing the mechanics how it bladed. Quite moody. Coffee Johnny had a white hat on, they yelled, We stole the cuddy. There were spice dolls and monkey shows, and they had white selling ciders. And a chap with a hat in his own devotion, and no more lads for riders. Oh, no. 